Welcome to the nighttime show. It is I, Stephen Kramer Glickman, as always, right by my side, the man, the myth, the legend, Matthew Walker. How are you, buddy? Hello. This is the first time you've called me Matthew Walker. Oh, yeah. The good, the bad, and the Matthew, which is mostly bad. <laughs> mostly bad. The good, the bad, and the worse. And the mean, yeah, somehow. The mean. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, you and I were in uh, Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, hanging out. We went to MegaCon. 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 Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. MegaCon. MegaCon, which, by the way, I found out is Florida's best con. That's what everyone's been saying. It is one of the best cons. And we oh. went, and it was it was something else. I thought Jimmy Sticky Fingers was the best con in Florida. He, he took me for two grand last time I was there. Oh, I think very, he, very successful con. Yeah, he's a, he's a hell of a con. <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> you know who I think is the best con in, uh, in Florida? Is what? the guy who booked us to go to Florida. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, uh, we're walking around the floor, we're hanging out, we're having a nice time, and and we look over, and who do we see but the one, the only, the legendary comic book artist, Neil Adams. This guy is an absolute legend. His booth was enormous and packed with artwork that he's done, and people were coming up and buying it, and it was... I mean, he's beloved. By he is fans. beloved, uh, and for those of you, uh, who, you know, who are fans, you guys already know his stuff. But I'll give you a quick recap. Uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for basically making Batman not like the bang pow Batman and turning yeah. him into the badass Batman that we all know and love and have seen. So he took it from the Batman that I liked and made it the Batman that I don't like. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, he uh, he did Superman for a very long time, mm-hmm. as well as Green Lantern. He's also responsible for uh, bringing uh, the uh, X Men uh, the X Men together, uh, yeah. because up to that point, it was very hard for people to draw the X Men. They were kind of dying off, and mm-hmm. and he saved them, as well as uh, kind of he kind of did the same thing with Superman at at one mm-hmm. point or another, and did the same thing with Batman a few different times throughout history. Yeah. He's a, a, a great guy and we were so lucky to get to sit down with him Uh-oh. and uh if it sounds during the interview like we keep cutting it's because people kept coming up and buying stuff and getting an autograph so he would want to spend some time talking to them so we kept cutting in the interview so there will be some cuts that you might notice in the editing of this episode um but uh that's just how it is yeah but he's i mean a 78 year old brilliant yeah. man who really honestly did not give a fuck what he yeah, said. Very opinionated, it. which oh, is yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, so enjoy the show. Live from Megacon, it's the nighttime show. As always on the show, we have our red-headed bastard child, Matt Walker. Mm-hmm. I'm the host of the nighttime show, Stephen Kramer Glickman, and today, one of uh, one of the most incredible comic book artists in the history of mankind, uh, responsible for uh, Batman, uh, Superman versus Muhammad Ali, X-Men, and making all of our favorite characters look incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, Neil Adams is here. And Kevin Smith, I'm so glad to see you <laughs> here in here in your marijuana lace room my goodness i really uh i really am how yes. are you man how am i a man yeah. I'm, I'm, fine. I'm fine i'm just fine i'm, I'm here and uh, uh uh meeting a lot of people and having mm-hmm. and they're i'm doing sketches and they're giving me money and i'm sitting in a chair i That's love great. it and what's right now you're working on a on a we don't call a it work of- 
Yes. It's not exactly work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sit in a chair and people give me money. <laughs> yes. That's, if that's work, I think we have a better, we need a def- better definition of work. Yeah, seriously. Drawing, people, people give me money to draw pictures. What's wrong with that? I keep thinking <laughs> some cop is going to come up and go, yeah. all right, come on, Neil, we're going to chop trees. Let's go. Oh. Enough of this bull. <laughs> totally. But yeah, you're, you're a phenomenon. I'm looking at the at what you're working on right now. I, I mean, wait, sorry, not what you're working on, what you are drawing right thank now. You, thank and you. And there's thank a, you. it's it's a, a couple of drawings of Venom. Did you uh, work on Venom in the early stages? Or you, no, I, or you, I don't even know what the character looks like. <laughs> I love I'm just it. copying something else. Genius, so great. So, do do people request artwork from you? From stuff that you haven't worked well, let's on. Put as it, well? Let's put the let's put the cart before the horse. They give me money to mm-hmm. sure draw. Oh, I'd like to see how you draw Venom. Let me see. <laughs> big teeth, big eyes, yeah. and big angry guy. Yeah, I think I can do that. So you pretty much you're able to basically draw any of the comics that we've seen. You could probably just whip them out. Yeah, of course. I wouldn't. Really? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> it's comic books. Come yeah. on! Let's be honest. Yeah. It's could uh, could you like forge fine art? Like if somebody said, "Make me the Mona Lisa," do you think you could do that to the point where I could sell it for a lot of money? You're talking about that Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci crap. <laughs> it sucked. It's garbage. It's garbage. Pardon me. It's a me. bunch of bullshit. Oh, yeah. Nobody gave him money sitting in a chair to draw you stuff. Know, okay. Yeah. Let's be honest. You look at that Mona Lisa, mm-hmm. and they say, and the smile on Mona Lisa go. No I don't get the smile. smile. She's smirking. Smile? She's not smiling. It's a smirk. Where the hell do you get that? Yeah. She's got, I don't know, a loose tooth or something. <laughs> She's not smiling. What? I don't understand. What is the deal? with? I'm, I, I can look upside uh, down. The thing mm-hmm. is not smiling. No. And yeah. it's dull and it's boring and she looks like she's going to a funeral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the background, you can't make out the background. It's like, I don't know, countryside? Is that a countryside? Yeah. What, what was that? What did he use? Spit and dirt <laughs> to make that thing? And you telling me that's great art? I'm sorry. Excuse me. I'll take Spider-Man. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's crap. 100%. Look at, look at, let's be honest. You go to a museum and you look at the stuff and people say, oh, this is great art. And you go into the museum and you look around and you look at the big paintings and you look at the you know Roman columns and stuff and you go, inside your head you go, this is as dull as shit. This is like, I can't believe this is so awful and so dull. And then you go, well, that's brilliant. That's really wonderful. Oh my God, look at that. That's wonderful. And you're such a liar. You know, <laughs> yeah. you just lie to yourself. You lie to the people around you. It's so boring. In those old paintings, they were so boring. And I'm going to tell you why they're boring. Because the people the people that they painted, mm-hmm. they didn't have cameras to like take pictures of them. So they stood there for like four to six hours yeah. in these really dull positions. Well, oh, yeah. how, how can you stand in an interesting position for four hours? That's yeah. not life. You get either. a cramp. Yeah. yeah. You get a cramp. Look, and I look. I love Michelangelo, great sculptor. Okay, mm-hmm. David, one knee bent, one knee not bent, holding a spear. Yeah, I'm sorry, dull. Moses, right. old man sitting in a chair. I, no offense, but yeah. really, you know, it's an old man sitting in a chair. The P.A. Todd, dead body, right. mm-hmm. guy lying on a couch, sad woman above him. Really, no, I'm not interesting. I'm just saying, back in those days. Working for models like that, you really had some dull crap. Yeah, and that's all, very true. All, uh, look what we have today. We're at a comic book convention. I, you can look anywhere and see interesting stuff because mm-hmm. they, 
you can take a camera and take pictures. Yeah. You can copy or trace the pictures, and you get interesting pictures. Absolutely. That's what I do. Yeah. I, you know, look <laughs> yeah. at, see that Batman over there? Yes. Mm -hmm. No offense, but that's interesting. That's, yeah. Batman's leaping on something. It's like an, it's an interesting thing. Oh, that old art? Nothing. It's nothing. It's boring. So what about they, like Botticelli, something like that, a little more interesting where there's like... Yeah. Botticelli! Yeah, Botticelli. <laughs> Botticelli's better, yeah. better. Okay. And so you get, you get, as you move forward in time, you get guys that are doing sort of impressionistic sculptures that have some like an attempt at meaning, mm -hmm, but sure. still it's just big clunky stuff. Yeah. You know, there's, it's an attempt, but if, if you don't use, look at, as you move into... In, all right, all right. Let's go. Let's go in a little different. You go, you're watching uh, the internet or wherever you're watching. You watch these old black and white movies. Mm -hmm. Boring. Why are they boring? Because the camera has to stay in one place. Mm -hmm. Okay, hi guys. Camera has to stay in one place because they got this microphone above sure. them, right? Yeah. Now, nowadays we have directional mics. We have all this incredible, mm -hmm. great, incredibly sure, great yeah. stuff. And then we go and re-record the stuff anyway. Right. So we don't care. They can run, be running across mm -hmm. the field or whatever. And, and it's, it's fantastic. You can do anything, go anywhere. In those things, in those old movies, they're standing in a room like a theater. It's a theater. Yeah. It's all based on stage sets, right? So yeah. you've got to... You, it's, it's people, four or five people in a room, and if somebody leaves the room, he's off camera. He's gone. Yeah, you can't yeah. follow him. You can't track him. Yeah, how many cuts do you see in movies where you see the the story being told by the camera magically jumps all over the place? But right. in those days, you're watching a scene that lasts for five, ten minutes. Yeah. yeah, awful, awful stuff. Yeah. Well, as technology improves, things get better. We're going to cut here. Hey, Matt. Uh, before we continue the show, um, let, let me ask you a quick question, Matt. When you're getting down with the ladies, you uh, you you uh, you uh, you uh, lubing it up you uh lubing it up matt you have to you sometimes you got to get your lubes on uh but i'll tell you i'll tell you what um the biggest problem i think for most people is that you know lube it goes everywhere especially when you're it's dark you know it's in the middle of the night gets all over it gets all over the place and that is that's no fun for nobody which is why uh i always say you should use lube light that's right lube light uh lets you pop its cap for an instant illumination. Wow, that's incredible. So you just open it up and then you've got a light? You got a light built in. It'll any lube will work in this uh, in this bottle. It is a, you, you grip it, flip it, squeeze it, fill it up and I'm telling you right now, bam, you got a lube light. You pop its cap at, for instant illumination and uh, then lube gets applied wherever you you want it applied not where it wants to go that's right you're in charge of the lube now uh, also uh, you know uh, you can keep the light on while you're getting uh, while you're getting down to clown uh, and that ambient light it's very nice it's never blinding and uh, and especially while you're grinding so uh, I mean don't take it from me Matt don't take this advice from me take it from uh, a satisfied customer lube light has changed everything in the bedroom for me. I used to always just be worried about making a mess. Half the time I couldn't even find it. But with lube light, I'm always guaranteed a hole in one. <laughs> That's why you should try lubelights.com. Lubelights.com. We're talking about lube, folks. Lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon.com. Search for Flip Lube Light. All right, let's get back to the show. So art 
is is in as time goes by and as technology gets better, the art of film gets better, mm -hmm. the art of stage plays get gets better. In in if you go to the theater back in the old days, people they go be on the stage and unless you had a voice that could project to the end to the back of the uh, auditorium, sure, you couldn't be on stage. Well, that's not true anymore. They have directional mics, mm -hmm. so you can go hi, how are you, and they you can hear in the back of the theater. Oh yeah, so. Yeah. All of these things make things easier to do, make the quality of what you do better, okay? And when you make the quality of this stuff better, because you have better tools, it gets better, and the old stuff doesn't compare with it. It's boring. It's because we had shitty old tools, we, do bo we did boring work. Yeah. But we don't do boring work now. S suddenly in the 20th century, we got Norman Rockwell. Suddenly Norman Rockwell takes out a camera and takes pictures. Mm -hmm of cute little girls with the tooth missing in the front of the face or an umpire yelling at a, uh, a ball player or whatever the hell it is. And it's interesting because he took that picture. Now, that umpire couldn't be in that yelling position for six hours. Yeah, right. Can't do it. But with a photograph, he can do it. And then Norman Rockwell says, well, that's my painting. That's not his painting. It's a photograph turned into a painting. Mm -hmm. Sure. But he adds his own little finessing to it, and it becomes even better. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But that's what makes good illustration. That's what makes good movies. That's what makes good TV. Is that what you worked off of? Was was fo Would you work off of photographs? Sure. Yeah? Absolutely. Who would and, do the poses for you? Where would whoever, you find the photos? I would. Yeah? Sure. That's awesome. I did a strip called uh, Ben Casey based on the old Ben Casey TV series. Of course. Of course. Okay, ben I was yeah. Ben Casey. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> yes. My wife was every all the women, and I was all the guys. <laughs> but that's love it. But that comes under, yeah. you know, knowing how to draw. How do you turn this mm -hmm. face into that face? Well, I have photographs of this face, so as I'm tracing this face, I put in this face. So that you do have to have skill. It's not like you can just trace photographs. Yeah. Some guys just trace photographs. It looks like trace photographs. Yeah. That's not the idea. How did You're, you... Uh, no, like, no, we're... Marilyn. Go ahead. We're cool. Working for DC Comics yeah. in, in, the, in the early days, what was, what was DC like to, to work with? Bunch of old farts. <laughs> Pretty much. You, you, know. were, you were the young guy in the office there when you went in? Or? Well, it's not that. It's not that. Uh, there were just a bunch of old farts. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you know, they, they were guys who clung on after the, the Comics Code Authority started up. Yeah. And they were like 10 years older. They hadn't even, they didn't even know how to hire people. I, <laughs> I used to hide out. I had a room at, up at DC. They gave me a room and I put an autograph in it so I could project photographs onto the paper mm -hmm. or layouts onto the paper. And when young guys would come, like Bernie Wrightson and people like that, they would go in to see an editor, and they didn't know which editor to see. They'd usually see the wrong editor. So I made friends with the receptionist, right? And I'd talk to the receptionist, and I'd say, look, anybody comes here with a portfolio and goes in to say, Ju see Julie Schwartz or Murray Bolton off or whoever, when they come out, send them in to me or call me out. So I'd get them, and I'd hide them out in my room. So they would hide out between my room and the coffee room at DC Comics that was over in uh, distribution, right? So they had a really nice coffee room with a uh, Formica de uh, tabletops and mm -hmm. stuff. We could draw on the tabletops. Oh, cool. And they had coffee machines and you know, crap. And so I would hide these guys out. And then I would go and talk to the editors like Joe Orlando. I'd say, Joe, 
you know, you're, you're trying to do mystery stories. How about, I got a guy that does really good, like, EC mystery stories. He said, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, his name is Bernie Wrightson. Would you like to look at the stuff? Oh, yeah, cool, mm-hmm. cool. I'll bring him in. So I'd take him down the hall, and I'd sneak him in. Amazing. And so suddenly we, oh, this is cool. Yes. Now, because they did not, look, they hadn't hired anybody for 10 years, from 1953 to 1963. So, um, so I snuck these guys in. Alan Weiss, you know, Howard Chaikin, different oh guys. Oh, my God. And, uh, and uh, because they didn't know how to hire anybody. They hadn't hired anybody in, in 10 years. Oh, yeah. Like we, we it's like talked, a bad habit. We had talked know? to uh, the guys from Don Ward Studios who did, like, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that time, they didn't have any idea of how to hire new people. Right, right. So if an artist walked in with a portfolio and it was good enough and there was an open desk, they would just go, now you work here. And yeah. And the guy yeah. would just start Which is working. a good way to do it, but they didn't have open desks at DC Comics. There were no desks. <laughs> yeah. There was a production room and the editor had an office and they would talk to writers and they would, you know, send scripts to artists and they would drop off the pages and go home. So the artists generally worked out of the office then at that yeah, time. Yeah, never worked in the office. Oh wow! I mean, they might wow. do a cover in the in the production room just because it was convenient. And they needed to get the thing done, but mm-hmm. otherwise, no. So you, did you mostly work from home, or you you had an uh, you had an office? Well, I, I didn't have an office. They they just needed things fast, like covers. Mm-hmm. So sure. they gave me. They had a little small room, and um, and I got a, I bought an autograph and put it in the room. And then uh, we would have the light out most of the time, so nobody knew what the hell was going on. Wow! So, what's what's going on in Neil's room? I don't know. I don't know, but I think there's some other guys in there. Oh, they can draw. Oh, shit, bring them over here. They, they had no idea. They really had no idea. I fed them people. They, and be, oh, we, don't, we have enough work for the people we have. You have backup stories, guys. Come on. Did you uh, backup did stories? No, no, we don't. Yes, you do. You have backup stories. Oh, okay. All right. What do you got? Did you spend time with Bob Kane? No, he's an asshole. He was an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he oh. was an asshole. Oh, Bob Kane. Wow. Bob, you know, I didn't. I didn't think. You know, you think somebody's creative is going to be a good guy. Sure. So, and I, most guys are. Every, most guys I know are good guys. So I meet Bob Kane, and all he could talk about was Bob Kane. <laughs> he couldn't talk about you know the weather how it related to Bob Kane yeah. and he, was, he kept on telling me he kept on it's, we're cool you're cool take just a minute and I'll be right with you come on have a seat or whatever be just give me one minute okay so because uh, I'm telling a Bob Kane story <laughs> it's a good story anyway it's a, actually a good story so I'm saying well you know you know I do I, I do I do Batman too. He says, yeah, but you have to look at my stuff. You know, you have to understand. You, you have to understand the essence of the character. Well, okay, right? No, you're right. Absolutely, I, I have to understand. Yeah, no, and you you created it. That's right, and that's something you can't forget. That I created Batman. <laughs> I know more about it than anybody. Oh and so God. you if you you have to study the stuff. You have to study the work. You have to study. Okay. Okay, I've looked at yes, no, absolutely. I look at the stuff, you know, totally. Says, yes, when I, you know, and I, you know, uh, you have to understand that, you know, if you follow the work, then you'll get it. It'll be so much. I mean, you don't. Think, I'm sorry, you don't do it exactly right. 
Bob, you know, I'm trying mm -hmm. every time I can. Anyway, I finish the conversation. I walk over to a bunch of guys. And I say, hey, I just met Bob Kane. They go, asshole, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> go, yes, he was a, Jesus, what a jerk. What an idiot. Matt, you and me are both uh, stand-up comedians, and I know we both uh, say a lot of things that are uh, very offensive on a mm -hmm. regular basis. Do you ever have trouble sleeping at night? Uh, yeah, not because of things I say, though. It's just because I have lousy pillows. Oh, okay. So you don't have like a horrible feeling of guilt sometimes for the Never. awful things. Oh, that, well, that's nice. Never. I'm proud of the horrible things that I say to people. <laughs> that's No, that's good. That's a good way to yeah. be. Sometimes I, uh, I, I do have trouble sleeping, uh, or I did have trouble sleeping mm -hmm. until I got this brand new pillow. What kind of pillow? I mean, this is next level stuff, Matt. This thing, this is a pillow. Uh, you've never seen a pillow like this because uh, until recently it did not exist. It's called the buttress pillow. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is shaped like a butt and it has little legs and it's a, it's a, you got, you're not going to believe this. You got to go check it out. The buttress So it's like your face rests on a butt. Your face is is pressed into a butt crack while the legs support your uh, mm -hmm. your neck and shoulders basically it's, it's, it sounds comfortable. It is very comfortable. Uh, it's ergonomic. Uh, am I saying that right? Er yes. Ergonomic, uh, functional, all natural, and it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, check this out. This is this is from their website. Um, soft but supportive, with feeling with the feeling of a butt. All right, and the sweet spot is between the thighs and the cheeks, which will gently cradle your head and support your neck. Great for side sleepers, back sleepers, and stomach sleepers. It's squeezable, slappable. Face variable, uh, relieves stress. You know, from having a long, horrible day. You've what? What do you want to do at the end of a long day? Put your head in a butt. That is a hundred percent right. Well, you can dress it up. You can dress it down. You want to throw you, some PJs? You convince on it? me. So where do I go get one of these? You go to thebuttresspillow dot com. Thebuttresspillow dot com. That's t h e b u t t r e s s pillow dot com. Go to thebuttresspillow.com, Matt, and uh, get your sleep on. You'll have much better dreams. All right, let's get back to the show. All right, so um, here's a, a, another one for you. Um, I'm a massive X-Men fan physically and emotionally. Um, a big, uh, <laughs> big, Just, big you fan. You scared the crap out of me. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, and you worked on X-Men. I did? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, people keep coming up while we're... Saved while we're, the X-Men, yes. I think you we really, call it saved. Yeah, you really did. Um, they were giving it to anybody. Well, Fucking idiots like Jim Starenko. Really? Barry Smith. <laughs> it's like you go, what did Jim Starenko first do for, for Marvel Comics? He did X-Men. He did? He did? Mm -hmm. What did Barry Smith first do for uh, Marvel Comics? X-Men? Yeah, he did. He did? Really? So yeah, was, he did. What was happening? Were they just Every, giving Guys would come in and they'd hand them a story. They would do one and then they go, oh, this is not working. Or they'd do a couple and they go, this Well, it is. was a try, like a tryout thing, mm -hmm. you know? So they were giving it to whoever walked in because they knew they were going to cancel it. Wow. That was so why. So they just didn't really care about it because they're like, this is just No, yeah, just whatever. give it to whoever walks in. So then you come in. Right. And you just, you change the tone you made bring, it real. You made mm -hmm. it real. You brought in. Well, the thing is that the thing is that you have to remember that n people up to that point, and this is like you don't really quite realize it, uh, but up to that point, people didn't know how to do team books. Sure. They they had the standard model of DC Comics where you'd have 
six superheroes, and so you'd have the danger, and two superheroes would go here, and two superheroes go here, and two superheroes would go here, mm -hmm. and then they come back at the end, and they kill the big starfish. Right. Yeah. Or whatever the hell that thing with that thing right. was. Right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> of course. And that and that would be the end of the book. Yeah. So that was the standard for doing team books, okay? Right. Well, no team ever worked that way. If you had a team of a platoon of guys or a team yeah, of seals, stick together. they would all integrate, you know, what they did. Yeah. Right. And that's not the right way. Now, they when when uh, John Buscema did the Avengers, he started to do for DC, for Marvel a little bit more team-like book because John he didn't understand what the hell was, you know, this insane Justice Society, Justice League thing over at DC. So he tried to do it, but I, I understood the idea, and I knew it was harder to do. You had to draw more figures in mm -hmm. a panel. But that was all right. They had already, uh, Stan had already done it with Fantastic, Stan and Jack mm -hmm. had done a Fantastic Four for four characters. That worked pretty good. So how do you do it with like six characters? Well, a little harder. But you just kind of weave them in and out. Mm -hmm. So in the series that I did, I weave them in and out. So when people read it, it was like, what the hell? What's going on? They're all in the story at the same time. Did you need... That's new. <laughs> yeah. But they never realized that it was new because there was no basic... Nobody nobody was standing on the street corner ringing a bell saying, we've never been able to do this before yeah. and we need somebody to show us how. Now, did but you need physically larger panels to draw more people in it? There's or no how did you way to get physically larger Like, like I'm like wider or you're you just sort of you're stuck that, with the size? But you have to... Well, I had started something at... I had started something at DC Comics mm -hmm. that I brought over to Marvel and that was instead of laying out six panel pages, mm -hmm. you lay out the page. So the whole page becomes a composition. Yeah. Right. Because, and the way that happened in a weird way is they used to have pages were twice up. All the old pages mm -hmm. are twice size. Then they reduced them to 50% bigger. Mm -hmm. Well, at twice size, it's your, your eye, the amount of space that you see with your eye, can't, you can't envision a whole page. Yeah. Unless you step back. It's like painters going and stepping back and sticking their sure. thumb up and going like this. So you're, you're more likely to do panel, 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 panel. But once the page got smaller, you could encompass it with your eye. And then you could make a composition of the page. Mm -hmm. So I came in at the time when they were doing that. I had already done a syndicated strip and I had solved all kinds of other problems. And here was another problem. Here's a page. Mm-hmm. Let's design the page, or let's design a double-page spread. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did in Dead Man, mm -hmm. and that's the comic books that the Marvel staff were reading of DC. They were only reading Dead Man. That's why De Stan wanted me to do something for them. Yeah, he said, he said mm -hmm. the only comic book we read, we read over here at Marvel is Dead Man. Right. Because layout for whatever reasons. Okay? Yeah, more dynamic though. So the idea was to create. A storytelling with the pages rather than you know six panels on a page. From its humble beginnings in Minnesota to a worldwide brand that has taken the vape industry by storm, Jungle Nation presents the Glory Days. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What was that? Um, I'm sorry. No, no! This is the Glory Days. This needs to be exciting. Uh, the. Glory 
glory days. This is not your grandparents' e-liquid company. We take the flavors you love and flip them on their flavor faces. Kiwi, lemon, lime, melon, blackberry. Are you freaking kidding me? Sound the alarm. It's a new flavor alert. Peach, orange, mango. Game over. These are some of the most well-rounded, clean e-liquid flavors on the market. Following strict FDA guidelines and recommendations, Jungle Nations is taking the best of 42 fully registered flavors and bringing them to a local vape shop near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Must be legal age to purchase or use. Let these days be the glory days of tomorrow. Go to junglenation.com. That's J-N-G-L nation.com. So, um question for you and i've always wanted to know this so kirby created a lot of uh, artwork for a lot of incredible characters yeah that, you know but but what would happen if you were working on an x-men and or or uh, uh, you know a, a comic book and that character hasn't been invented yet they haven't created what that guy looks like what what would that conversation be like would they say to you all right, this is something like, was there an idea? Would, would, would they show you something with some, you know, for characters that had already been done? Or would, like Magneto, would they just say, the assumption there Magneto's is, already first, been done? First, there is no they. Sure, okay. There's no they. So they don't exist. All there was at Marvel was Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. And Stan didn't give a shit. There was, above him was no they. They didn't even look at the comic books. They had no idea what, what the hell we were doing. So if we invented a new character, created a new character, they didn't notice. They had no sense of obligation to the creator if he created a new character that maybe we owed him some money you know, later on if we used it again. They had no sense of it because they didn't even have a contract. There was wow. no contract. Wow. You can go to the, the shittiest corporation in the world and get a contract. Yeah. DC and Marvel didn't have contracts. <laughs> Shit. How did they They function as companies, it seems? Yeah. They didn't live in the 20th century. They had nothing. Stanley. Stanley. Um, Stanley. (laughs) I mean, Stanley. Stanley Lieber. Say it again. Stanley Lieber. Stanley Lieber. A nice Jewish boy. A nice Jewish (laughs) kid. He's actually, I can tell you a secret about Stanley. Stanley was my son. I know you don't know that. I know. I know. He was, unfortunately, he was the. He was the untalented boy in the family. <laughs> it was it was Larry who was the talent because he could draw. Sure. Stanley couldn't draw. And he would bring me this portfolio. Terrible work. It was terrible. It was just so sad. And I would almost cry because Stanley was, he wanted to draw. And Larry, Larry was the star of the family. Larry could draw and Stanley couldn't. And Stan just got so upset one day he left home. And he said, you know, Dad, I'm going to go out there and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and make, make a name for myself. I said, make a name for yourself, Stanley, Booby. We, we called him Booby around the house. Booby, you you, Stanley is your name, Stanley. He said, Dad, I'm going to make a name for myself no matter what. As an artist, I think so. I don't think so, Stanley. <laughs> and sure enough, he made a name for himself as a writer. Mm-hmm. And he changed his name to Stan Lee. And he came home and said, Dad, I am now famous. I gave him a hug, a pat on the head. 
And I said, Booby, I love you. <laughs> and he went on to become Stanley. Wow. Amazing. That, and that's a true story. <laughs> that's a true story. 100% true. 100% true. You can ask Larry anytime. Stanley approved of that story. I, just want you I to love know. that story. Yeah. That is a wonderful story. Thank you. Uh, what is your uh, Matt? I know you had a you question. forgot your question. Yeah, no, no, ask. no. I I wanted to know what so it was you, like to work with him. You yeah. know, for you, what, that, what, what like that? that. Yeah. Good boy. Now you've He's drawn all kinds of cr- great characters for both Marvel and DC and other projects you've been involved with. Who's your favorite thing to draw? Like, what's your favorite to draw? You guys don't know that these are just muscle guys with lines on their bodies, <laughs> do you? <laughs> just muscle guys with lines on their bodies. Mm-hmm. They're all the same guy. They're all the same guy. They're all the same guy. It's right. like the women, the same guy. It's like Betty and Veronica. <laughs> you know, put different hair and it's Betty mm-hmm. and different hair, it's Veronica. Don't you know that? They're just Come muscle on, guys. Man. What's the matter <laughs> with you? Of, what are you They're some all kind muscle of, guys, man? They're muscle guys. They got different hair. <laughs> really? I'd rather draw a gorilla. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the one that comes that because so you, you missed the gorilla one. No, I, I, everybody. If you ask any artist what they like to draw, they say a gorilla. <laughs> or if you give them the option, well, yeah. would you rather a muscle guy or a gorilla? Gorilla. 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 Absolutely. Because it's different proportions and stuff too, huh? right? Different you have different proportions. proportions. You're drawing a gorilla. It's you not just the same thing. Everything is yeah. better. Yeah. It's all yeah. better. Better muscles. Better everything. Hair, faces. Teeth. Faces are fantastic. Gorilla faces. Oh yeah. Human faces are boring. Really. Yeah. yeah. What's and the they all look the same. Since we've been sitting here, uh, uh, you, you've had a, a bunch of people come up with Havoc comic books. Yeah? Is that, is that what that was? That was that one that just I came up. I thought that was a microwave. Shit. <laughs> 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 Havoc? Is, is, you see that cover? That was great. Yeah. How do you draw a new superhero and still draw all those other crappy superheroes around mm-hmm. them? Put a hole in them and draw them through it. Amazing. Amazing, yeah. right? Genius. genius. I yeah. say genius. You're such a brilliant guy. <laughs> it's, Fucking A. It's so... It, it's, I'm it's sorry. A, no, no, it it's really great. is. It's a huge Ooh. honor to get to sit and, and oh, chat with you. Yes. And, it's a pleasure uh, to be here. We'll, we'll, we will hope to see you. We'll be here the next couple of days. So and we'll I will bid and you and a fond, fondue. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. An Where honor can, uh, and a pleasure. Is there a way that that fans that are listening, if they want to uh, you know, look, find you, do you have a when website? When will this be broadcast? Within the next week. Yeah. Up in so the next you're not going to broadcast before the end of this convention, so you're wasting no. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, really? I'll be at my, I'll be at our store in uh, on Memorial Day, mm-hmm. a day after Memorial Day. Where's, Where's that store? In the Burbank. Okay. What? Oh, you're yeah. Right. We got yeah. a store. I got a store now. Okay. We're in well, LA. So. We're in Burbank yeah. all the time. We, yeah. uh, Come on I'm, over to the store. Yeah. Are you ever? We're in uh, uh, Magnolia Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Are, are you between Pass and Coenga? Are you by Blast from the Pass? What's the name of the store? It's Crusty Bunkers. Oh my God! Uh-huh. I know exactly where that is. Crusty bunkers. All right, we're gonna come. We're yeah. gonna come, we'll come see you. Sure, sure. And yeah. thanks again. Thanks pleasure. again for chatting. Pleasure. Thank you. A pleasure. You anytime. Thank you very much, Neil. Wow! Really? Just <laughs> oh my! God. What a crazy old guy, right? <laughs> when he started talking shit about Bob Kane, I yeah. was like, I was looking over my shoulder, like, <laughs> like someone's getting Bob Kane's ghost. Getting yeah, get we're you? gonna get in trouble somehow for him saying all this shit. But he was so great and so uh, genuine, and what a, what an awesome yes. time! Thank you, Neil. Yeah, thanks a lot, Neil. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Nighttime Show podcast and share it. Uh, mm-hmm. There's uh, lots of fun episodes coming up, so uh, keep on listening keep on checking it out matt mm-hmm. where can people find you uh you can find links to everything at 
funnymat.com, or if you're annoyed, you can let me know at mattwalkersucks.com. And you can always get me at Stephen Glickman, S-T-P-H-E-N Glickman, on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and, and tell share, your share, share. Tell your friends. Thanks for listening, guys. So Mickey says to the judge, (laughs) Mickey Mickey says to the judge, I didn't say she's insane, judge. I said she was fucking goofy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm rolling now, Stephen. Oh, see, now you weren't rolling before. You missed that one. Yeah. Fucking goofy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I used to do. I used to love to go to Disneyland, and they, 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 I don't know, they changed it a little bit. But Mickey couldn't talk, right? Yep. And so kids would go up to him and they'd want him to talk. And there's Mickey, right? And not saying it's like Mum Mickey, right? <laughs> so I'd sidle up beside Mickey and I'd say, "Hi, kids." <laughs> and the kids would go, "Oh, they'd stop and go." He's actually he talking. Can talk. Yeah. And then Mickey, the guy who's in the Mickey costume, because doesn't quite get it, and I go. Well, how are you, kids? Come on. <laughs> Let's play together. You do and a I, really good Mickey Mouse. You really do. Oh, yeah. fuck you. Of course I do. Yeah. <laughs> My we generation, had, we did voices. We had, so the kids get would get all like worked up, right? And mm-hmm. the Mickey guy would then he'd have to play along because what's he going to do? Deny his own voice, yeah. right? Right, sure, so yeah. So then he had to play. Then you hear some other voice like, no, kid, that wasn't me. That wasn't, that wasn't me, kid. You can't say <laughs> that it. Voice, you can't say yeah. it. Hi, let's play. Come on. <laughs> here, come on over here. Ha. You hop over here. Ha. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, is the mic close enough? You yeah, it's fine. Okay. It's All right, here we go. Mm-hmm. I've done this before. Yeah. Have you really? <laughs> oh, yes, you have. <laughs>